ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. As the US grapples with a crisis over its debt ceiling, there's concern the entire world could be plunged into a financial crisis. Today, business and economics reporter Gareth Hutchins unpacks how we'll know if we've been pushed into a recession and what it will mean for Australians if we are. Gareth, it's not that often that we get to peek behind the scenes at the Reserve Bank to see what they're actually thinking, what's in the minds of the analysts inside the bank. But we did get a bit of a sense of that recently, didn't we? Yeah, the RBA released some documents recently after a Freedom of Information request. And these documents showed that in September last year, a senior analyst inside the bank was trying to model the likelihood that Australia's economy would be driven into recession by these really rapid interest rate increases. The Reserve Bank's crusade to tame inflation could end up triggering a recession, costing hundreds of thousands of jobs. That's the prediction from within the RBA based on modelling if the cash rate rises aggressively to 4.8%. Now, at the start of that month, the cash rate target was 1.85%. Uh, Fast forward to today and it's sitting at Mm 3.85 and it could be rising above 4% soon. Gosh, yeah. So they knew they were going to, there was going to be a lot of interest rate hikes coming in a short amount of time and there was a real chance that it could slam the brakes on economic activity and tip us into recession. Now it did a couple of modelling efforts and one of them said that there was a 65 to 80% chance that we would fall into recession this year thanks to these rapid rate increases. That's uh, Those percentages are quite high. Uh, so the RBA is obviously pretty concerned that we could end up in recession because, as you say, interest rates are rising so rapidly and it's really stopping people spending. We've been worried about this for a while now, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. It's been top of mind for them. Now, they know that when you engage in rapid rate hikes like this, it does increase the likelihood of recession. And it explains why in October last year, so the the month afterwards, they started to slow down their rate increases and even have a breather in April when they decided to leave rates where they were for a month. Yeah, but home borrowers have a reprieve, a month of uh, breathing space for now. The Reserve Bank... It also shows that there are real concerns in the RBA, though, that a recession is a live risk Mm. and so they really have to manage things carefully. Yeah, okay. So let's, Gareth, have a look soon at what a recession would look like for Australians if that was to happen, and we hope it doesn't, of course. But first, let's unpack a bit more how we know when we're in a recession, because that's actually not that easy to determine, is it? Yeah, it's it's not. Intuitively, you go, well, we all understand when we're in one because you just look around, shops are closing, people losing their jobs, unemployment's rising, Mm. um, maybe banks are foreclosing on mortgages. Uh, But it gets a bit more complicated than that because policymakers, they want to have a definition for it. Now, in the US, 
they have an institution called the National Bureau of Economic Research, and it is responsible for officially declaring when a recession has begun and ended. But we don't have anything like that in Australia. Uh, so we just have a simpler and more mechanical, I guess, way of measuring a recession. It's called a technical recession. Now, according to that definition, we're technically in recession when the economy contracts for two quarters in a row. Mm-hmm. Well, to be more precise, we're in a recession when the amount of goods and services that we're producing in Australia has been shrinking for two consecutive quarters after taking inflation into account. So we're really talking about a six-month period of shrinking activity. So that doesn't sound too complicated. Well, one problem with it is that the way it's calculated means that there's a lag of nine months uh-huh. because the Bureau of Statistics tracks our economic growth by publishing its gross domestic product figures every quarter. Now, it takes the ABS three months to collate and publish the data once a quarter has ended. So that means it takes them until June to collect and release the data for the March quarter. And it takes until September before we know what happened to GDP in the June quarter. So we have to wait until September before we know if there was officially a recession in the first Mm. six months of the year. Okay, so hang on. We could be in recession for months and not even know about it because of this lag. That does not seem like a good system. Well, we would, lots of people would probably know if they were losing their jobs. It's just that there wouldn't be official recognition of it. Now, the RBA itself says that this definition of a technical recession isn't that helpful. And so that's why in these FOI documents, you see this senior analyst really looking at a different measure. Mm-hmm. And they were looking at a, a measurement called the SAM rule, which was developed by Claudia SAM. She's a, a former US Federal Reserve economist. And you, you use it by taking a moving average of the unemployment rate to tell you when things are going awry in the labour market. So specifically, it, it takes the average of the unemployment rate for the last three months, and that continues to change. You update it every month as new employment data comes in. And if that average increases by 0.5 percentage points above the lowest unemployment rate recorded in the prior 12 months, it means the economy has entered recession. Okay, so just so I've got this straight, the SAM rule, that looks every month at unemployment and if it's going up too quickly, it gives a very good sense that you're heading into a recession. So the benefit of that is there's no lag. It's it's much faster. You get new unemployment data every four weeks rather than the every 12 weeks that the GDP does. And so it starts to ring warning bells very quickly if the unemployment rate is rising in a concerning fashion. Mm. And when Claudia Sam invented this way of doing things in 2019, she found that when tracking the unemployment rate this way, it not only predicted every US recession stretching back decades, but it indicated that a recession was coming much earlier than the traditional way of doing things. And another reason why this way of measuring recessions is superior in some ways is because it's an employment-based measure of recession, and that's what's what matters to people, jobs, <laughs> their income, mm, their yeah. weekly wages. Now, when the, the RBA analyst was doing their modelling effort, they tweaked it slightly, so the unemployment rate would have to rise a little higher than in Claudia Sam's model for there to be a recession in Australia. But even with that more stringent test, They said that Australia's economy has actually had more recessions than we think. Wow. Okay. So tell me, Gareth, when were we in recession and we didn't even know it? (laughs) 
Yeah. We all know that Australia famously recorded 29 years of uninterrupted growth once the early 90s recession came to an end. So there was no recession between then and the COVID recession of 2020. But this model shows that we actually had two mild recessions during those 29 years, which runs counter to the official narrative. So it shows our economy experienced a mild recession during the dot-com bust of 2001. Mm -hmm. Prime Minister, good morning. Good morning. You're predicting that the Australian economy will come off the boil. Are we headed for a recession? No. Definitely not? Definitely not. And we had another one during the global financial crisis around 2008. Everything and more has been completely wiped out. Financial system is rocked to its foundation. Worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1980. The simple fact is that without the Australian government's early and decisive action through targeted stimulus, Australia would already be in recession. Now that's saying we didn't avoid those recession-type impacts in our labour market during those two downturns, even though we avoided a technical recession at the time. Mm. Gosh, okay, that's really interesting. So just tell me, Gareth, there's these two measures that you've talked about to gauge whether or not Australia has entered a recession, the SAR model, as you've just been talking about, and the technical recession. So the question is, are we or are we not in a recession already? Great question. (laughs) Uh, Not yet, but we could be heading into one. Just have to be careful about it. According to the definition of a technical recession, we're still a while away from recording Mm -hmm. a recession this year, if at all. That's because, let's go back to this idea about the really long lag. The Mm -hmm. latest quarterly data we have is for the December quarter. That showed growth of 0.5%. And we won't be getting the March quarter GDP figures until the first week of June. Now, if that shows we recorded negative growth in the first three months of this year, we'll have to wait until September to see if there was also negative growth in the June quarter, which would mean a technical recession. Gosh, okay. And what about the SARM rule? What does that show us? It shows us that unemployment will have to increase noticeably from here Mm -hmm. to trigger a SARM recession. But none of this is to say that a recession isn't possible either. Right. (laughs) Because plenty of economists think that the RBA will have to start cutting interest rates by the end of this year uh, because economic activity will become so weak that it will need that support. And I guess one question is as well, you know, everyone sort of looks to the US and whether or not the US will go into recession. What does that mean for us if the US does go into recession? If the US goes into recession, that will make it harder for the rest of the world Mm -hmm. because it's still central to the global system. Mm -hmm. But the SAM rule could give us another way of thinking about things because when she proposed her rule in 2019, she said that it could actually be used as a trigger to start sending automatic stimulus payments to households to alleviate the pain of rising joblessness and to hopefully reduce the severity of the recession that it could see coming. It's just that you'd have to think about it because when she proposed this thing in 2019, this was before this huge outbreak in inflation we have right now. Mm, So it'd be stimulus payments sort of like we saw during COVID. But as you say, that could spark inflation. And I gather it's unlikely the government would do that right now. Probably not. (laughs) But, you know, Dr. Sam does make an interesting point. She says maybe it wouldn't hurt to take some of the fiscal decision-making power away from governments too. So in the right circumstances, stimulus payments could start flowing without having to wait for the usual political fights to take place and, you know, for the necessary bills to pass through Parliament. 
Okay. So it seems like there's a lot of complexity around when we actually are in recession. We know from these FOI documents that the RBA is pretty worried that there's sort of up to an 80% chance that we could end up there. But Gareth, I guess one of the questions is, does actually declaring a recession, saying we're in a recession, does it really make any difference to people's lives? Well, if we go back to the, the definition of the technical recession itself, politically, it makes a difference because no politician wants to be the one making the announcement that we're in recession. Back during the GFC, mm. after we recorded one quarter of negative growth, the Rudd government was waiting with bated breath for that second quarter GDP figure to come in. And when it came in slightly positive, they were ecstatic, you know, no recession. But, you know, according to the SAM rule, we actually did have a mild recession then because we had that recession-like pain in the labour market. So in some ways, the technical recession definition misses the point, but in others, it becomes a lightning rod for people and it certainly focuses the mind of policymakers to really try not to have those consecutive quarters of negative growth. Gareth Hutchins is a business and economics reporter based in Canberra. If you want to know more about the debt ceiling crisis in the US, we're going to have a deeper look at that tomorrow, so keep an eye on your feed. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Veronica Apap and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. Thanks for listening.